Hello. Um, it is New Year's Eve and Simon and I are in the office because we thought we would do a little bit of uh, a roundup, which is what everybody does of the year. But I tell you what, Simon, my head is spinning. I just went back through the diary to remind myself of what we've done. It's been insane. It has been insane. I can't actually remember what happened at the start of the year, though. I am going to remind you, because there's going to be a bit of a theme, um, of, of various sort of apocalyptic events. Yeah. Our year started with the US tour of Wuthering Heights going to LA, the Wallace Annenberg, which had had freak flooding. Now, the context of that is LA has very little rain. None of the architecture is built for it. Nobody has clothes for it. You know, lucky things. They're not used to it. And one can only assume down to global warming, there'd been massive amounts of rain and the theatre flooded. I'd forgotten that was this year. (laughs) I know. It feels like so long ago. I know. And I had flown out to LA. And what was weird is the theatre had flooded and we knew we were in trouble. And everybody said, just keep going. We'll we'll take the show. So we teched the show. But there were various sort of buckets. Everything was wet. And then it became clear that um, it wasn't just cosmetic the wet carpets and sandbags outside that the whole basement of the theatre had flooded and it was completely unsafe so I mean god knows what conditions we'd been working in when we teched it but we never opened they cancelled the entire run so I flew back so I did a crazy planet burning trip to LA and every plane flight now for me I do question do I need to um are there other ways of doing it? But I, I felt that it was important to launch the year with a, a bit of TLC from me. Um, and there it was, totally cancelled. And we were left... And, and they all had their accommodation, the actors, this is. So they were all given a two weeks off in LA, which, of course, anybody else would think is magnificent. But actually, if you've been away from home for a long time, you've been away over Christmas, you're away from your friends and family, work is one of the things that keeps you sane so I was hyper aware that this was sort of a a, what we would call a Cornish gift something that not many people wanted 2023 got off to a a trip immediately and a really a biblical trip you know I mean who would have thought that we would have started the year with floods yeah there's going to be some themes going on I think Mm. um the the tour picked itself up and then they went on to Chicago Shakes and the Macarthur Theatre in Princeton and ended on a fabulous high. But my goodness, they weathered everything. We had COVID, we had illness, we, we had so many things to deal with. And, you know, they're they're really my heroes. And I suppose I, I'm just going to say it again, is touring is the best of times and the worst of times. You know, when it's good, it really is good. You're travelling the world, you're with mates, you're you're, you're living this dream, but my goodness, when it's bad, it's it's devastating. It's so lonely. I mean, I completely forgotten that Wuthering Heights happened this year. <laughs> I sort of was that such a. <laughs> dis- what did it you think like the doing, year started with? I don't know, but it feels like we've been doing Wuthering Heights since about 2018. It sort of feels like because we because the project started pre-pandemic. Oh yeah, I know. It just feels like it's been around for. I know. Tell me about it, which really brings me on to what I think the rest of the the, the, the heart of 23 was, which is that we made a decision that, um, at Wise Children that, yeah, that surviving the pandemic and getting Wuthering Heights up post-pandemic and touring the UK and internationally, that it was time to, we literally called it Sowing the Seeds. We set aside time and we started reseeding the company rewilding the company if, if you like and we were working in TLC um, The Lucky Chance and you and Jay had got it up to a place where it was workable in not for the public but for us so tell me about we're at the middle of the year now sort of March when we did those four weeks of R&D where had you got to in the renovations? I think we got it to a state where the new kitchen was sort of there um, and the new toilets were sort of there, but in a very rough state, nothing had been decorated, so it was all still bare plaster and sort of snagging jobs. And it was also the Russian roulette of toilets, wasn't it? There was never four working. Uh, well, that continues to this day. <laughs> We've still got the Russian roulette. My favourite is the door that locks you in now. I feel that all the toilets are working, but not all the doors are, but... 
Yeah, I think that's probably a fair and accurate assessment of that situation. <laughs> uh, but the, 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 and the main hall, I mean, you've never really done much work to the main hall, but the main, the main hall kind of, we re-sanded the floor again. I mean, it's been sanded, there's barely any floor left. Uh, and that was sort of resealed and ready to go. And the rear hall was still sort of a kind of part building site, part sort of dumping ground, really. We hadn't really done very much in the rear hall. Um, and it had been a real race to get um, that kitchen and sort of toilet block finished. It was quite a lot of work because we discovered really quickly in, I, sort of, I can't remember when it was, I think this time last year, me and Jay were staple gunning, sort of roofing felt and tarpaulin over the old roof in order, because water was flooding in at that point. And then we discovered the roof was made of asbestos and we had to change the roof. So a, a sort of a, a, a big portion between sort of most of February was taking up putting a new roof on because we took the old roof off. And then we discovered the wall was faulty so they had to rebuild the wall. So it's essentially that whole little annex bit has been rebuilt. There's only one wall that kind of exists. Yeah, that was but we're back to the theme of flooding and yeah. running water, which is... Constant <laughs> water trauma. Water, and, and given that it's pouring with rain today, is that yeah. it continues through to the end. And we got... So, yeah, so about March time we did do that first series of R&Ds. Yeah, and we... I mean, it feels crazy now, but we decided to seed i've just counted them up five projects so that is to have the idea have the concept get companies together and and sort of brainstorm burst out lots of ideas about how these projects might go and of course that puts us in amazing stead for the next few years we've got projects that we can you know some accelerate ahead of others you know that's what always happens some projects you think are exactly what you want to do but it turns out that it's not exactly the vibe that you want. I mean, strangely, I did a, I did one... I can't name names because, you know, obviously these things haven't been announced, but I did one quite dark story, quite gothic. Um, and I will make it at some point. We did fantastic work, but I did think, do you know what, after Wuthering Heights, I don't want to do another... I know. People can try and guess what they are now. And then we did... Uh, film adaptation, didn't we? Yeah, that was quite that. good fun, and that was the exact opposite. That that was just pure fun. So again, you have to decide: well, is, do we want pure fun at the moment? Probably do a little bit. Arty family show. Yeah. Um, we'll be doing answers on a postcard for anything you want to do with this. Bluebeard, which as actually I've done a different model on Bluebeard because it's such an ambitious project for me because I'm writing it. First time, really, that I've written a project entirely alone. And we've we've broken up our money for rehearsals into lots of R&Ds so that the, the magic element, I'm going to tickle that out, the magic element has been really pre-worked and the choreography has and the music. So all the building blocks are in really, really good shape. So that's been really exciting. And I loved it, Si. I loved it. I really did feel like those that time in spring, it was the spring... We had this new space and we'd, we'd finished Wuthering Heights on a high, but my goodness, we'd had every challenge that life could have thrown at us. And I really did feel like we all said, it's time for a new beginning and let's invest in it. And it was, it was wonderful. And because we did so many different projects, I was able to invite almost everybody I know and love into the room. So everybody got to know TLC, the new shape of our future. And, and I'm, Looking back on, I just think what a smart thing we did. It was good. There was that. It was quite a concentrated period as well because I th- did the schools work in there just afterwards. No, the schools actually came later. We did a we did a lot of R and Ds. Yeah. And then we went to Amsterdam. Oh uh, yeah. Well, this is going very well with Simon Baker. Can I say he's looking at me as if this year did not happen? It's because this year, <laughs> I don't. Well, the thing also around that, I because I wasn't around for. Everything because I I try to remember what I did, but th- there are other projects outside of Wise Children's. Other Makers. projects? I know it's going to be tough to hear, but I did that show at the Almeida, which took me forever to do. You did the Secret Life of Bees. Secret Life of the Bees. Fabulous Secret Life of Bees. And then we did Groundhog Day. Yes. And then I was still workshopping for. Which is also fabulous, but you have done it several times I've done before. It several times so before. I, 
and it, it's happening fresh. again at the moment. And then, and then I was also workshopping for Drew McConey a lot as well. So mm. I was, was kind of all over the place in between and really trying to be at TLC quite a lot when you weren't R&D because that was periods where we could get in and do more work. Flood management. <laughs> Flood management <laughs> and craziness. I know you've had an absolutely insane year, Si, because your work as a sound designer for me is huge. The digital output you do for Wise Children is massive. You've got a freelance career, which is all-consuming at times, and you've renovated a chapel, so just... Yeah, it has been on the busy side. The thing that I can't remember is, is in the midst of all of that, and I remember us having lots of conversations about slowing the tempo of the company down, hilariously, <laughs> um, sort of as we were coming out of Wuthering Heights and, and sort of looking at what we might do the rest of the year. I can't remember when we decided to open TLC to the public. Well, I don't think we ever I don't think we ever did. did. I think I said I wanted it and nobody said yes and then I just do what I'm very good at, which is I proceed on the basis that if nobody said no to me, it's going to happen. And then I think we every now and again said, well, you know, if we're going to pull out, we need to pull out now, but it... And then I would always look sad and say it would feel like a shame. Yeah, I can't remember... Well, I, I remember those conversations happening and us sort of saying, are we doing it, are we not doing it? But I can't remember when. Was it Was it as late as August? Or was it earlier than that? Was it sort of June time? I've got no idea. I I've don't, I don't no remember memory. a decision, really. But, I remember lots of conversations because it was clearly insanity. Well, it, well, in terms of sort of the rest of the year, what happened then from that point is all the parameters of TLC suddenly shifted away from the sort of trajectory we were on with, with where TLC was, what we were going to do at TLC, because it was kind of getting there as a rehearsal venue. And then when we realised we were going to open it to the public and what, and once we actually started digging into that, what that meant, that's when we did change a lot of the work and sped up a lot of the work that we, which we probably weren't going to do this year. This is where we really need Poppy. This is where we're a strong three-legged stool because Poppy has an amazing brain for things like mm. that. She would remember when we decided. Yeah. But I feel like we, it was really late that we actually said yes because I think I, I, I just do my slow willing on of projects, don't I? Yeah. Um, and watch other people have to make that happen. Something that I'm... I'm sort of on a micro level not very proud of, but on a macro level I am proud of, if that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, without a doubt, opening to the public at this moment on New Year's Eve was the best thing we could have done. I mean, it created so much joy, so much community. It propelled the Lucky Chance into this beautiful venue that's ready to host and charm and warm anybody who walks into it. And we, we had such a happy time, as I, f I feel like I cannot feel guilty for that instinct. However, I did watch my team push to absolute extremes with, with, to, to deliver that, you know, with you at the front of that. So I, I do apologise for that. Pick the, pick the, that's like a politician, isn't it? Pick the, pick the apology out of that. Yeah, well, I the, did right. Yeah. In my defence, it was the right decision, retrospectively. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was, and I think once we sort of hit that period, um, it kind of life sped up really because we we were then we we had a date in the diary where we were going to do the first show to the public, which you know a date and a time it was going to be. I can't remember what it was now. First of December at seven or the third of December at seven thirty. So we sort of knew at that point that we were how many days away we were. It's from what we're good at, though, isn't it? This thing happening. But before we get on to I mean, everybody knows what happened then, but let's just have a moment for Amsterdam, which is um, was back in June. We got asked to the Holland Festival. I hope I've got that right with Wuthering Heights, and we honestly thought, can we can we do this? Can we reassemble a company after you know the slings and arrows of of the long tours? Um, and Again, I think the wise person would have said, give it a break, don't do it. And I sort of thought, you know what, we've made this amazing show. We have an amazing squad of people that know it. I believe that this will be a magnificent event. And it was. Blow me down. You know, I mean, I think that was when I felt that the 
the the luck started changing. You know, I mean, we've caught we've caught our venue the lucky chance, and I'm a great believer in luck because I'm a lucky person. But I also believe all those things that you have to be ready for luck. You have to prepare for luck, and I think I didn't want to be the person that turned down an opportunity. And and we're not a company that wants to turn down an opportunity, but it did feel risky. It did feel like a gamble. And my goodness, it paid off. I loved strutting through the streets of Amsterdam to to and from work. It's such a cool city, so amazing, and really thinking, oh, this is the dream. This is the dream, not the not the slog, the absolute dream. So that's where I felt our luck changed, not just as a company, but as an industry and as a as a world order. You know, I felt like things were beginning to the the clouds were beginning to park. She's lost it. The clouds were beginning to park. Yeah. Just let's have a moment for that, shall we? Unbelievable. Imagine now clouds parting. Slightly more ordinary, but there you go. Imagine that. Um, So then we did, so we came back from Amsterdam sort of bizarrely dancing on air, thinking we can do this. We can can manage a show with joy and without sickness or bad luck. And then we did some really successful School for Wise Children. Um, projects. We did summer camp and we did pick and mix um, with amazing tutors, Laura Keefe at the helm, Ian Ross, John Leader, myself, and we met some amazing artists and we did some really amazing work. Um, exhausting, always surprises me, teaching, always exceeds my expectations. And yeah, I felt like the, the momentum was, was turning. I felt, I I felt, and again, I, I'm smiling as I say it, because I, I do work hard, obviously, but I don't do all the slog. You know, I watch others doing that, whether it's the the admin involved or the physical labour, you know. Um, but there was, I, I challenge you, I feel that there was joy in all of those things as well. I think the company could feel the tides turning. But my, my lens in it was, is I, I just remember having, at that point at TLC, we'd, one of the things we'd done is we'd cut a hole in order to put the new stairs in. But we didn't quite have the money for the new stairs. So you did the whole of those two schools with a massive hole. <laughs> but we had to cut the hole in order to know how big the door was going to need to be in order to understand. There was a whole other series of dominoes that were triggering. But I just remember walking in each day and thinking, please, no one fall down, down the down massive the hole. hole that we've cut in the wall. <laughs> I'm going to take a little detour now because it was a really big part of my year and and actually I think it's going to be a massive memory for my life which is anybody who knows Emma Rice and Simon Baker knows that we're just rubbish at holidays we never have any time and we have terrible bad luck and in fact we had booked holiday which I wasn't able to go on because my passport wasn't valid not because it was out of date but because it was it Anyway, because I was one of those poor people that got caught up in Brexit that had been issued over 10 years ago. So even though it had nine months on it, I couldn't go on holiday to Greece and you went alone. But let's let's um, brush over that because what happened in the wake of that is Simon um, Sound designed Matilda and Matilda went to Tel Aviv. And Simon said, I've been asked to go and do Matilda in Tel Aviv. What do you think? And my first instinct was, no, I don't want to go to Israel. Um, I don't like Israel politically or what's happening in Gaza. But we both questioned. My Bizarrely, my passport was valid to go to Israel. So I could go to Israel, even though I couldn't go to Europe. And I did some homework. And actually, I thought, come on, Emma. This is a surprising place. You know, it's one of the best places on the planet for the LGBTQ community. Um, Very diverse, um, lots of history. So I decided to, instead of make a sort of instinctive judgment to, to go, and you went, and we went together, you worked very hard. I expected to possibly be a bit frightened because I was there obviously for many, many hours a day, 14 hours a day by myself. Um, so I took some work to do. I thought I might stay in the hotel and work. In fact, what I found there, and um, this was in August, um, was 
the most vibrant, warm, diverse place I've ever been in my life. It was beautiful. I walked the streets happily. I experienced the architecture, the people. Um, I found it absolutely life-affirming. And one of the things that was also life-affirming was these um, protests that were happening. And they were happening every weekend, weren't they? Mm. Near your theatre. Yeah. They would stop all the traffic and it was anti-government protests, anti-the-right-wing government protests. And it was families. It was mums and dads with their kids marching for a change in policy. And, you know, I've, I just felt I met so many good people and had my eyes open to a different world. And I had the most beautiful time. And I thank you for that. And I thank Matilda for that. But seeing what happened in October and what's happened since and knowing that that world doesn't exist anymore and that bubble doesn't exist anymore has been absolutely heartbreaking. I know, it's kind of unbelievable watching, as you watch the news coming in, thinking, oh, you were there just, you know, six, eight weeks ago, whenever it was. It's kind of incredible. I want to also give two shout-outs before the end of the year to... Um, I spent some time in um, Cornwall with my dear Mike Shepherd and Paul Cruz and Allegra Galvin talking about um, the legacy of Nehi um, and how that can have a life, um, a, a living legacy, if you like, at the Barnes. And I think I'm allowed to say that um, that project has received some funding. So I'm delighted that that amazing, I was going to say chapter, it's so much more than a chapter, that amazing institution that is knee-high will will have ways of rippling into the future and I also want to give a shout out to Martin Green I went up to Hull and I uh, Hull Truck and worked with the amazing um, folk musician Martin Green on a play that he's written a brilliant play and that was quite the experience as well so this sort of weird reseeding period really did reinvigorate me as an artist made me connect with some new people and some old people and see a little bit of the world and that lands us to the bit that we've already done some podcasts about so little match girl but we do have to talk about the drains because oh no well we've done we've had we've had flood because what happened the toilets just continued to be an absolute nightmare and you and jay were literally up till four several mornings that was in fact it was um me and poppy that night poppy drew the short straw to stay at tlc and what was happening at four o'clock in the morning uh well not not a great deal but um right i'm gonna help you because your memory's terrible so terrible. what happened is we bought this church which has been in a lot of i mean it, i think it was about seven years ago it stopped being a church and then it was a nursery that then faded so there hasn't been many people in the building and then we've been in it but there hasn't been many people maybe 20 at a time 20 at a time have been there and then you do up these beautiful toilets they look great we open to the public and we start having more like 100 people in and two days in the toilets are blocked and try getting well we tried getting diner rod they didn't want to do it we tried getting wessex water they didn't want to do it um people were saying that they could flush this is my memory that and who knows you know the the drains are historically blocked basically they, they were not so blocked that a little bit was getting through but when the 100 people were in we game over and it could be roots it could be old bits of rag from a hundred years ago who knows what's down there and who knows where it is and that was the problem wasn't it it's nobody knows how to get to these drains hence the four o'clock in the morning yeah so what so you're so right so Wessex Water were actually really helpful but they can only deal with the problem that's in their bit and the, the, the problem is actually on our land so Wessex Water can't really help us very much but they have been out quite a lot um, but what it's just difficult with a venue, with a, with a building like that, because we we built it and some of the build wasn't brilliant, um, but we couldn't get into the because suddenly we wanted to get into the drainage system, but of course we couldn't do. So that four o'clock, that sort of four a.m. job was we cut a whole panel of um, 
inside a store cupboard out in order to drill into the waste pipe in order to get a camera down it is what we did that's literally living the dream isn't that's it? literally so, so i'm doing the work you've already done yeah and then to put a camera into an into ancient sewer ancient sewer pipe so we put a camera down and then that meant we um so josh who'd come out who i can't remember who he's with as a company but anyway he came out with a colleague and we traced all the drains through the building in order to try and work out where the block was which took us right outside underneath the new decking we put in just outside the kitchen and where the bin store is and then i think at 2 a.m we decided to dig down about two and a half meters to find the old sewer pipe and treasure. then <laughs> literally treasure and then uh cut that sewer pipe open so it's about 3 a.m now and then try and deal with whatever the block was which we kind of cleared but not 100% because we can't actually get to the, the, all of the drain. We need to dig up the whole of the front garden, which is what's happening this week. They start excavating that garden. So that was the first big horrible night, but we did manage to get the toilets to flush and we were all very excited. And then, on the, and then when we came in the following morning, having sort of been up all night, we noticed that the bar now wasn't draining properly and there was wastewater coming back up through the bar system which oh fortunately God. was during the kids' shows, so we didn't actually need the bar open. But we, are, we were sort of hurtling towards the sort of Friday when we were going to have the public in. So me and Jamie stayed that night and we took the whole of the bar apart and the new stairs and quite a lot of the new kitchen oh. in order to gain access to where we thought the problem was. And we eventually found the problem at, I don't know, 1am or something, and cleared it. But what had happened was, in, in the process of trying to clear the toilets, we'd managed to block up the new pipework going into the bar. So we'd kind of created a whole new problem. The glower. But it was really, that was really soul-destroying, because we'd... The, both those nights were, because the building was kind of done, it had been decorated, it was ready for kind of Christmas, ready for the shows, and ready for the public. And then the, the realisation that you're going to need to take take it down take the whole thing down I can't bear it Si I so, just can't bear it and Ruth Shepherd, we, we'd repurposed the old parish notice board and we'd sort of put it on a wall and we built this fake fireplace that had come out a little match girl so it had all been dressed and we sort of you know after everybody had gone home I can't remember it's like I can't remember what time we started on it but it, it feels like we were on it for hours and hours um, start, we started taking all those panels off and I'd carefully photographed all those all the prop settings so it's sort of two in the morning, putting them all back. So what's amazing is obviously I knew this was happening, but I was also sleeping through large parts of it. But we didn't drop a show. Basically, you, we had so many disasters, but we didn't drop a show. We didn't drop a bar opening. Well done. Well done. And then, so we've had flood. We started the year with floods. Now we're still doing floods of sorts and drainage, but no names are going to be. But we also had another major... Event. Oh, we're talking about so, that. <laughs> oh yeah. So, oh my God, this is so. Uh, this is so. What you don't expect your life in theatre is going to be is because we've now opened a venue. We all did a first aid course, which was very interesting. I loved it. Um, and we also had to become fire wardens. Is that the right word? I think it's fire marshal, but I'm not fire sure. Fire marshal. It might be warden. Um, which was online. The first aid was in person. Online, we had to become fire marshals and do tests and everything. And I can remember thinking, well, there's never been a fire in my whole. 35 year career anyway cut to i what might what might it have been we it, day three of our run i don't know what it was anyway, it was the same it was the same night that the, the toilets oh my gosh lost. i went in to the kitchen the company were warming up public were coming in and i had no reason to go into the kitchen but i did and it was full of toxic black smoke i actually panicked and went out and got Jay in, which is one of the things you're supposed to do is to tell somebody. And we opened the back door and we fanned it. And it was because um, there's no storage at TLC. And somebody who will remain nameless had put something in the oven as a cupboard. And then that same person had put the oven on for a ready meal. Um, and so this was toxic fumes of metal, plastic, enamel, um, the, the oven is gone, is ruined. Um, there was a funny bit where 
we was I was sort of choking on the toxic fumes and I said Jay I'll do this alone and I was wafting it with a bit of cardboard and Jay left it was just me <laughs> choking in this thing but again we managed to do that show with we didn't kill anybody we didn't burn the, the place down um the audience didn't know I am still coughing so who knows what I inhaled that night <laughs> But oh my goodness, at that point I was just thinking we just need the locusts to arrive and we we got the whole thing sorted. See, I think it was a high moment, actually, because, again, luck was with us. I did go in, I did find it, we did sort it as a team. Nobody was hurt, and we're just an oven down. That's just... that's okay. I, I still think it's been the luckiest, luckiest time. And that really brings us to the end of the year, and I've rarely looked forward to a year as much as I'm looking forward to tomorrow. And Bluebeard... And working at TLC and continuing to nurture this, all these seeds that we've sown. And that's really down to everybody. I, you know, I'd wanted to give a shout out to the whole administrative team, the office team, all my actors, all my creatives, the amazing team of workmen that you and Jay have worked with, from Jamie, our carpenter, to Robbie, to the people that have get rid of our rubbish you know these things that we didn't know we had to think about we've just met amazing people and then all our audiences as well who came and just gave us the meaning we all crave you know the purpose we all crave and it's been brilliant it's been a brilliant brilliant year and on the last night you you recorded some clips didn't you i did i saw you out with mr fluffy mr fluffy the mic people. was out so i was just asking people what their memories were um what their highlights were. Towards the end, the, um, Tim and the rest of the company would come out and sing carols in the bar. Yeah. I think you might record a bit of that as well. We can have a listen we got to some, I, I just got some things at the end. I just thought, so weave your magic, Simon Baker, and give people a flavour sure. of the have amazing time we've had. Pop in, Simon. Last show. Emma Rice. Yeah, and you're both show. looking at your front of house sheets. How's it been? <laughs> what a... What a question. It's been great. It's been really good. <laughs> Poppy, have you got any more? I, I sincerely think it's been loads of fun. I was just saying, it's been really fun being on the door and meeting all our neighbours and getting to know everyone who comes in. I'm loving it. I might probably prefer to go back to my old job of not being... Uh, I mean, what even is my job here? I don't know. I'm just on the door. You're, you're, door a, you're a head I'm, I'm just the head door. Bounce, bouncer. I'm the bouncer. <laughs> and I think I probably long term would rather be a producer than a bouncer. But I've had a lovely three weeks. I'm, I don't want to go back to what I was doing. I'm not really sure what I was. I'm just going to do this now. <laughs> Duty <laughs> management. I know. Well, I'm front of house. I'm the worst front of house person, but I've loved it. Thank you very much. Enjoy your last show. Thank you. Dot is our bar manager. Hi, Dot. Hello. How has these last three weeks been for you? It's been great, yeah. I'm really weird, but it's been great. <laughs> Have you sold as much booze as you expected or less um, or more? I sold more than I thought I would, yeah. And then, uh, proportionally, how much of that is the actors and how much is the audience? About 200%. <laughs> what, to the actors? Yeah. <laughs> but it's been amazing to have our own bar to yeah. hang out in. Yeah, it's been great, yeah. Tim Dalling. Before I'm going to stop you, before the last show, what's been your highlight of these three weeks, please? The highlight? Uh, well, coming into the building, I think, for the first time, was very exciting. Uh, it's been downhill since then? No, it's been wonderful seeing it all uh, come to fruition. And uh, what a great place. Um, highlight? I don't know. Uh, I think the children's drawing of, of uh, the Naked Emperor, I think, actually, that's uh, kind of... Very exciting. We it, got it raised so many questions, I think, as well as being very entertaining. Yeah. We got um, we had a school party and we, made, we had 65 homemade cards and many of them were of a nude man. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, with quite hairy genitalia. <laughs> I'm going to say that one of my highlights has been the fact like that for the last... I know, my lovely hairy <laughs> mic. Um, my, one of my highlights has been turning around literally yesterday and seeing that you were wearing amazing false teeth in the Emperor's New Clothes and I... <laughs> I will appreciate that forever. Thanks, Tim. Thank you. Thank you. Right, 
actor's warming up and he's having a play with Claire, her toy, Katie Owen. What's a highlight been from your last three weeks? Um, I've enjoyed um, the, the audiences of Froom. <laughs> um, they're a real surprising bag. Um, I've enjoyed um, my physical fitness reaching a peak. Um, I've enjoyed the numerous cans of Red Bull I've consumed. Um, and I've enjoyed the company of um, Wise Children and our many social events that we've uh, partaken of. I was just talking to Dot on the bar and he says yeah. that we've out, the actors have out bought drinks at the bar by about 200%. Mm, we, we like to get giddy on the boozes, don't we? I know, it's Christmas. There's no balance. Um, one of my highlights has been having your beautiful dog Annie with us, who's been the solace and the heart and soul. She's majestic. She's a very svelte creature, for those that are listening. She's a Basenji, which is an African hunting dog. She's a little rescue dog. Um, she's very slight of frame, um, shiny of coat. She's in the process of uh, licking her nunny. <laughs> <laughs> As we talk, she likes to display herself and... Uh, She's, She's the calmest, amazing She's, creature. Thank you for bringing her into our lives. Thank you. Right. Edie, a.k.a. the little match girl, <laughs> leading role, titular character. How's it been? It's been lovely. It's been really nice to come back to the show in a different configuration, in a whole new space. Um, it's been lovely. And it feels very special to be doing it as part of, well, to open the lucky chance to the, to the world and the people of... Fruit. I think something's been... Because it's the third time you've operated the little match girl, yeah. played the little match girl. I think it's been amazing that... Because of the height of the stage and the proximity of the audience, I think the engagement with her has been off the scale. Everybody's talking about it. I think it's, yeah, it's felt... I've never done puppetry in such an intimate uh, way before. Um, and it's been, it's been really good. It's been a really good learning curve for me, but also really, really nice to... So yeah. many tears. <laughs> so many tears. Yeah. I mean, it really, really does cut people yeah. to the quick and that's really testament to you mm. yeah I mean it's yeah it, the moment when I leave her at the end feels very um, I feel very aware of the, t of the the energy within the audience at that moment in a way that I don't think I had before and as the director I'm really aware of the focus that you've had for the yeah. entire hour up to that moment so that when your hands relief we've relief well, release, can't speak, I'm so excited, release from the puppet, you know, something really amazing happens because we see the tension go in you as well, that connection's broken. Yeah. It's been a real masterclass watching you, honestly. I'm Aww. so proud and... Again to do it. It's miraculous. <laughs> I have noticed this time, which I don't remember before, I think because, because I'm so aware of having to... of people being so close that I'm concentrating... I always concentrate very hard, but I'm concentrating extra hard this time on not breaking the connection and the focus beforehand. That I've realised that I start dribbling. Well, <laughs> 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 because I'm trying so hard to keep my face still because the people are so close, um, which I'd never noticed before. I've before. never noticed the dribble. I just <laughs> noticed the absolute amazing craft and skill. Oh, thank you, Edie. <laughs> All right, I'm going to talk to Maisie now, who is our amazing wardrobe person. So your job is literally, we're, I'm standing underneath the sweaty, smelly <laughs> costumes. I can't quite imagine your job. Tell me, you do the laundry and you do the maintenance and yeah. you do all the quick changes. How's it been? It's been really good. Yeah, it's been really fun. It's been a great place to work, great atmosphere really nice <laughs> well we've loved having you because you're straight out of uni aren't you yeah yeah i graduated about three weeks ago <laughs> well it was amazing me and simon came to your exhibition and we thought you were absolutely standout Thank you. um graduate so we're very very lucky to have had you and now i'm gonna say get back to your smelly costumes oh, i can't wait thank you <laughs> living the dream Ah, Laura Keith. Hi. What are you up to? I'm just applying a red lip. <laughs> and what's the occasion? It's the last day of the little match girl at the Lucky Chance. So I thought I'd put a lipstick on to I'm celebrate. Very much enjoying it. Thank you. I'm also eating a lozenge. <laughs> all, the, all the pleasures. All the things in the um, mouth. What's been your highlight, please? Um, oh, God, I don't know. I think, I think one of my highlights was the school groups coming in, actually. Mm. I loved having all the school 
kids here, which is surprising because I don't really like them, but um, it was great watching them watch the show. That's all right to say, isn't it? <laughs> it's the truth, isn't it? Yeah. I th- no, but it's true, isn't it? I think, I think we're sort of, oh, this is an awful thing to say, but I think actors and theatre makers often go, oh, school shows, it's going to be a drag. And it was the exact opposite. Mm. They lifted us up, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, gave us such joy, such pleasure. And they were so funny. They were very funny. My favourite bit of the school... Uh, audience was when Mirabelle sang and one of the kids went too loud <laughs> Hi Maddie Hello Hello This Hello. is our company stage manager from Froome From Froome Froome born, born and bred I was telling someone yesterday that I actually was born at the other end of Alexandra Road Were you really? Yeah in the house that my parents lived in there. Well you've brought in half the audience with all your friends and family <laughs> all my friends from and family from How's Froome, it been? Yeah. It's your first time working with wise children Oh it's been amazing really amazing um it's just it's been like i've said to people it feels like a dream because like it actually feels like a dream because you know when you're somewhere and you don't in a dream and you think you're you you know you're some you know like you're in a particular place but it's not actually like that place and so this and this has been like a reimagining of Froome and like a new really exciting thing happening in somewhere that's so familiar to me is it's like really really exciting and joyous and yeah it's been amazing it has been really special yeah. and have you minded being in the cold vestibule for well, large parts of your life no it's been fine <laughs> i only have to dash in and out and uh, so, so so it's okay you've done a phenomenal job thank you feels like you've been with us forever it feels like kismet oh thank you <laughs> it's been wonderful was it? Uh oh. Here she comes. I'm Very now nice. I'm approaching Mirabelle and Lloyd. Hi both. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Last show approaching. Um, what's your highlight, your low light? How are you feeling? Uh, I've just heard we've outbought the bar by 200%. <laughs> so I'm pleased for you. <laughs> I don't think that's no, no. I don't yeah. think that's scientific. No, but, but I quite like anecdotally it's probably true, yeah. isn't it? That's more interesting to say that. <laughs> um, I've enjoyed what a what a um, luxury to be able to open a venue, right? <gasps> and true. do it with something as silly and poignant as this with fun people and silly and poignant. I'm having yeah. that on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> You've been amazing though, Lloyd. You've been an absolute superstar in all your clearing up. You've taken on all the housekeeping, I notice. Even right. today, you were sorting out the dishwasher. Nobody likes to unload a dishwasher, have you noticed in life? There you are doing it. You hoover the stage every day. You've been amazing. Hoovering is my meditation. Henry is my, my spiritual guide. Mm. <laughs> um, and unloading the dishwasher, actually, I find more enjoyable than loading it. Which oh. is sad, isn't it? But Come to my house. That's what it is. <laughs> um, what's been your highlight? Oh, I've had so many, but um, I think it would be the school's shows. Because I wasn't sure that the show would work. It wasn't made for an entirely child children's audience. It was made for a family audience. And I think I worried that they wouldn't concentrate and they'd get silly, and they just didn't. They were absolutely with it. And when they laughed at the emperor... I mean, they turned to jelly, didn't they? Just watching 60 kids turn to jelly was... How can you not feel delighted by that? That's probably mine. Mirabelle. Highlight, uh, probably Tim, Tim Darling's teeth. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I've just had that as one of mine as well. Yeah, yeah incredible. Didn't mm. see it coming. Um, and he's just an incredible musician and I was not expecting anything like that from him. Um, <laughs> couldn't really keep it together. Look at him. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and same as I'm just going to repeat what Lloyd said because it it was very nice opening this venue with you with this lovely team was a delight and feeling really grateful. It's been an amazing company though, and I know it's a short run which makes everything a little bit easier. But you have played games that you've made up, you have warmed up, and you've led loads of the warm ups, Mirabelle. You've been amazing with us physically. I've just loved watching the sort of the joy of the work. It feels like it's been a really shared experience by everybody. It has been, yes. Yeah. Frome helps. <laughs> Frome. 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 Oh gosh. Patty. Hello. You've been absolutely you've been near death, haven't you, for the whole run? Yes, I've risen from the absolutely the ashes. <laughs> I am like a phoenix standing here on my two legs to my surprise. <laughs> 
and uh, yeah, we're having a glorious last show. <laughs> but you've been amazing. You've been really so poorly, but you've kept coming in. We haven't cancelled a single show, and you've been amazing. And you're finally feeling better. Oh, by the power of the theatre, and you know, just the <laughs> generosity of everyone. The show is very short. And I wouldn't like to miss it. The, sh the run was so short, and it's been only like 20 shows. I would have to miss like half of it because I'm so ill, so you might as well just keep going. <laughs> well, thank you. Oh, no, thank you. Enjoy the last show. I will. Yeah. What have you got? I got my show glasses. Yeah. I got Ole's glasses. How's it been, Tris? What's been your highlight or your low light? Oh, my highlight has to be the honour of opening this beautiful, beautiful space. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and being a silly man on the stage again. <laughs> <laughs> and a sad man. Oh, well, we've known each other since 1994. Oh, my God. Is that how long? Yeah. Wow. What's that? I can't do the maths. I can't do the maths, you know me. <laughs> so nearly 30 years. 30, 29 and a half years. And anyway, I've loved, I've... You know I love working with you, and you're one of my favourite oh, people no, on the planet, but you're one of the greatest com physical comedians <laughs> comedians I know, and you've got tragedy in your bones, and this, in this tiny little show, you managed to combine both, and it makes me dribble with delight and pride and oh, excitement. It's just been the best for me, because it's like my per perfect combination, like you say. It's what I love best, being utterly stupid, then profoundly sad. At the same time. So it's one of my oldest friends. <laughs> and this show has that complete arc. I mean, the whole show does, and it's just such a beautiful vehicle and such a special thing to be doing this time of year. And this intimate space, which and the revelation of doing it in Traverse as we've done it, I've loved that. That's been brilliant. I've never done that before. So that's been brilliant. Um, and, yeah, such a you know, magic company. I've never worked with Tim Darling, um, who I first met in knee-high back in the 1900s <laughs> so that's been that's been really special to sort of make that connection again and, and again to be working with you doing yeah making magic works doesn't it yeah <laughs> <laughs> i should go go <laughs> enjoy your last show
tapes recorded by Emma on Mr. Fluffy. Right, what's next? And Bluebeard yeah. starts... Third! On the third. Yeah. Start rehearsals. Yeah, we're all in, or a team of us are in on the second to get to get the space ready. You've already done the get out. Yeah, you and the gang did that yesterday on the 30th. Um, and then we start Bluebeard. Like I say, I've I've done a lot of prep for this and I'm very excited. It's very important. Feels brave, feels like a gamble, feels absolutely vitally and politically and personally important. And I'm working with some of my favourite people on the planet. Bring it on. This is going to be great. We're going to be in Bath. From the 2nd of of February. Come and see it. And we'll do more of these about Bluebeard. Hell yeah. Do a few clips from rehearsal. Hell yeah. Very good. Right then. You better get mixed in this podcast if you're going to get it out on New Year's Eve. Oh, is it going out tonight? Oh yeah. Okay. Very good. (laughs) Right then. What was I saying about, I, I just sort of, if nobody says no, I just keep looking at people until it happens. Yeah, we should talk about that. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.